Hello guys. Uh, this is Michael Lay and Tony Bean, and this is Art Love Collective Podcast Episode Two. Uh, how are you guys doing? <laughs> how are well, you, Tony? We can't hear them, so I'll say I'm doing just fine, Michael. <laughs> um, but yeah, so today I kind of wanted to have. I was actually just telling Tony um, about the topic I wanted to talk about. Um, and it's essentialism. So I'm reading a book. Um, I think it's his name is McCown, M C K E O W N or something. Um, but I'm just listening to this audio book, and it resonates a lot with me, with the um, kind of like Arla Collective, and really just the idea of getting self-employed, which I just feel like that's just gonna be the way. We're just early adopters of kind of building our own business, but I think in a few years, that's it's going to increasingly become the only option for people. This, um, this book was about no, that, no, I'm, I'm talking oh, about essentialism now, and I'm applying it to our kind of situation. I don't even know yeah. when it was written, but um, I just feel like being self-employed, kind of like thinking like a like a CEO, and trying to reduce just cut like trim the fat if you will or you you cut out all the things that are not necessary or that are not profitable profitable or it's there's like an 80 20 rule so i just kind of like wanted to talk about maybe what ways you have um which i know you've done this even though we haven't brought up essentialism um it's it's it kind of, I guess I wanted to ask for Protocept for your company, um, what what kind of steps you've made over the years to like cut out the stuff, and I mean like personal stuff, like work stuff, like you know what I mean. Like there's social media, that's like a personal thing you kind of give up more, um, and then like maybe work wise you cut out this time uh, in your day or whatever, like you you outsource this, blah blah blah. I could go on. So essentialism, could you like maybe summarize it for me in terms of like what the concept is? Maybe, yeah. So the idea is that less is more, I think is kind of how one of those like mantras sort of, but um, it, again, it resonates with me because I feel like that's what I'm constantly trying to do too. Um, for example, I guess maybe I'll talk about the way I've been applying this Concept, which I'm just reading about, but it's just a concept. Um, Like, I I still post on social media, but I don't read people's walls. I don't, I actually don't spend any more time. You're just talking about personally, not even related to your business. Well, it is, though. You know, it's it's kind of about cutting out dumb time, wasteful, Mm. unnecessary time. And for me, because business is life at this point. Um, for the first time, and it's been for a while for you, or at least you're transitioning yeah. more full time into business equals life. Life is business. It's, um, and we live in a, in this day of the most distractions ever. It's arguably the most difficult time ever to think. Yeah, you which can is definitely you can definitely distract yourself if you want to be distracted. That's yeah. for sure. You, know, yeah. you gotta just turn on Netflix or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, like, so just as an example, like, I, I don't do Instagram or Facebook, like, I, I post on them just as an artist, and I'll 
sometimes check to see like what people like um but i don't spend any time looking at that i don't watch any tv and i do watch netflix i, I want to clarify i don't watch any cabled television mm-hmm. Which well, I don't think there's any problem too with like some background, like background Netflix. Oh, I'm not. Yeah. No, I and let me just add a disclaimer. I'm not judging anyone for doing any of these things. <laughs> for me personally, as and some people like they find out a lot of information information that maybe is pertinent towards either just their entertainment or towards their business. Who knows? If people study like social behavior, um, maybe like watching social media is actually part of their research you know i am not gonna i'm not gonna sort of vilify the idea of any of these things um but for me personally it's it's kind of something that i've cut out um and even netflix and stuff i do watch it i don't deprive myself of it ever but i kind of sometimes it's like you, you cycle through podcasts or music and or you watch a show or whatever but sometimes, like, I've been choosing kind of the, the silence option and just, yeah. and sometimes not even, like, forcing myself to do something. It's just kind of like, sometimes it's just, like, the most productive thing is to turn off everything, first of all, and then just, like, sit there. And you realize, like, oh, shit, I haven't done this in a long time. Like, I need to sit and, like, gather my thoughts well, maybe... so you can move forward. I mean, like, in the end, my goal is to freaking be do the business, you know be savage about it but god like taking that rest is like necessary to just come back out as the as the beast and go for yeah maybe i ought to try some of that because i'm kind of the opposite in terms of like i'll always if i'm sitting there working uh i'll normally have like a podcast or a youtube video or something i i, I would say that my my like Netflix, and uh, I mean, I haven't had cable in years, yeah. but like my Netflix consumption and like streaming stuff like that has gone way down. But I, I definitely have even to YouTube and podcasts um, as background music, basically. And a lot of it, I mean, and maybe this is just geared towards, you know, obviously my own interests and whatnot, but um, mostly it's, you know, small business um, related stuff. So, you know, it's kind of even though it's probably the opposite of essentialism, I guess it's more, for me, it's kind of like multitasking or like ambient absorption of stuff. So like, mm-hmm. as I'm quoting some business or just like, you know, modeling something, I'll also be, you know, at least half listening to, you know, so, some small entrepreneur on, oh, yeah. on YouTube or their podcast and, and hearing what they're doing. Like, how are they pricing their stuff or how are they thinking about their upcoming projects? I mean, like, like don't that. get me wrong. I I go hard into podcasts and and even music. I mean, there's music therapy is a thing, but you could it's a, you could self-medicate with Pandora. I mean, like you pick the right and sometimes uh, it requires death metal death metal. And then sometimes it requires Enya. Like, it's like, you know, depending on the day and your mood, uh, what you need to be, like, kicked back into. Yeah. Um, but it's, again, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I like going into it. And I'm not saying, I think sometimes people need, like, a stream of, like, information coming in. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes, and sometimes, like, you don't get that enough. And so, like, actually, like, binging on podcasts of, like, of, like, an intellectual type, maybe, um, is really good for people to just start binging on them. But 
some I don't know maybe because well, it's easy to binge on a podcast too. I mean that's kind of that's kind of the whole point of the platform where you know your average YouTube video just by their algorithms and stuff they they will you know suggest more like five minute videos or you know what have you but a podcast I think on the average I mean I'm not gonna shout out any statistics so that absolutely no idea but I would say that roughly a podcast runs about an hour it's made for like right. It's made for people listening on the go, and because they don't have to focus on anything visually, you know, it can be background music for an hour, no problem. And people, right. as long as there's two people in the room and they're having a conversation, it's, you know. It's, oh, and often it's it, one. I know. It's, it, I don't. Mind. I don't know how they do that. I don't know I how mean, they do that. Really, I would be able to sit there and. It's, I guess. I mean, I just don't. Topics. I, mean, I, I find it much easier speaking with you for oh, an hour. Yeah. I mean, it keeps things just naturally through conversation flowing and yeah. evolving. Hmm. But like, if I was just to sit down and try to like talk for an hour about something, I'd have to be really interested in it. You know, okay. I don't know how somebody would do that every day, but people do yeah. it. Yeah, people yeah, yeah. do it. But the orators, yeah. Okay. But anyways, back to the point. I guess it's easy to binge on something when it's an hour long. And say somebody that's established has like, you know, hundreds of podcast episodes or whatever. I mean, you can keep on, you can just keep that on autoplay and do that all day long. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but you think you you said that you would you could take a lesson from my book or whatever you said with um, maybe like. Finding some quiet time too, instead of having to concentrate. Just curious. Yeah, I just. I yeah, I think so. I think so. It'd probably be easier for. It'd probably be beneficial for me to focus on. Uh, you know, it, it. Everything has a time and place, right? Like there's a time for, you know, multitasking where you're not doing something like really mentally draining or anything. But right. you know, maybe there are times where it's like, well, maybe I shouldn't have that distraction. Yeah. I mean, on. I don't. This is just this past week. Just a. I mean, you know, I tell me I about just, your week, Michael. My week, I just signed this lease, you know. I'm a I'm doing this big boy business and I don't you know big boy business. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I'm not at a job and I got mortgage and kids and stuff. Like it's I got I got payments to make. Um they're you know signing up for it. Yep. That's yeah. a commitment big time. So I guess Is that a year, two years? It's a year lease. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um that's not that's not horrible for something commercial because I thought I heard that like a lot of times commercial leases two or three years. Yeah, right? we worked it out because uh, you know the owners know that I'm I'm still this is my first mm-hmm. venture into business yeah. and you know I'm open about that. Maybe you can um, negotiate a longer lease and a better rate and stuff like that. Well, yeah. You know, like yeah. you know, after you get through your first year and you feel comfortable with it, though, I'm sure that's the way that that's kind of set up, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, I think there's always you know. There's always ways you can kind of like negotiate deals and stuff. Yeah, if you're a good tenant and stuff like that, they'll want to keep you. Yeah. Okay. What do you keep driving me off track? Oh, I'm sorry. How was your week? You signed the lease? I thought this was what we were talking about. Well, the essentialism. I kind of wanted to get back to what we were like reducing. (laughs) You went into the lease. Uh, Okay. (laughs) But, But so what would you say other than, you know, maybe not the social media like for example, like socializing maybe, or like. Well, like, let me let me break in here because, okay. uh, when you know, as as you were talking and I was thinking about essentialism, one of the things that I was thinking about is, and you were kind of, I think you kind of brushed upon this earlier, but, um, kind of cutting out some of the noise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, coming to some of the noise of what you're even doing. So, um, like with my business, 
uh, you know, say you have a customer, say I have a customer come in and, you know, what I do mostly is 3D scanning and, and engineering work and like design work, product design, um, things like that. And, and there's a lot of, it's a rabbit hole, right? Like somebody can come in and request just about anything. Oh, of course. And, oh. and as a, you know. And they small, do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and as a small bit, you know, I'm always surprised, you know, everybody's got something new coming in. Yeah. Um, and you have to kind of, you have to be cognizant of what you can do, um, what you want to do, uh, what you should do, <laughs> what you shouldn't do. Yeah. Um, because it's really tempting. Yeah. It's really tempting to say yes to everything, especially when you're new. Yeah. Um, and, and insecure and about something. your business and you're or super of, secure about it like oh, even so you know like over oh, like people you know it's, it's always good about it, well yeah. a lot of times you know the mantra that i hear a lot of small business people say you know and, and i think is true is under pro, under promise over deliver right right um so hmm. and part of that is maybe you know not even well part of you know if you're over promising Right. You may be overstepping what you can do. So if you know yeah. that you shouldn't do something, maybe you shouldn't do it. Like yeah. if you are, you know, I'm a one man shop right now. You know, I don't have any employees. It's just me. Right. Um, I mean, I outsource some things when I get really busy. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those things where it's like, if I, you know, it, it's tempting for me to say yes to everything or yes with a caveat, like, hey, I'm a little busy this week. Right. I got some other projects, but, you know, I can hop on this next week. But you know, a lot of times people are, they want their stuff right away, you know, they want you to, to start on it, which is, you know, great. I mean, you know, for the first, you know, year or so that I was running Protostep, I, you know, I didn't have that problem. Right. Um, and it's only recently popped up to where it's like, well, I don't think, you know, I don't think I can do it, you know? And that's when you have to make that, that judge of like, well, it's not that I can't do it, but do I have the time to give you all the focus that you deserve? Yeah um in your project and and being on you know that balance of of you know wanting to grow your business but you know so there's that not really selfish side of it but hmm. being unselfish enough too to be like you know what you're i want to do this for you but here's what's going to take to do this you know yeah. have, you, i i won't be yeah. able to start until next maybe week or whatever not selfish side maybe knowing your limits Is yeah what you're yeah saying? it's yeah. really that yeah. and i think that's kind of realistic I mean, if, if you're ultimately trying to help out the client in whatever way you can, you can't overstep your own limits. It's it's like the whole, if um, the two oxygen masks come and you have a young child, mm. what do you do? Child well, first, right? No. Is that the... No. Oh, yourself. Yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's my point. See, you should always listen to your flight attendant. <laughs> yeah, I listened sure. the first time. I oh, listened okay. the first time, no, but, but never... It's not even about old flight times. attendant everything. <laughs> uh, but just the, the idea is it's counterintuitive, but the parent, the parent-child is just the extreme example, right? Like the helpless child and the parent. Uh, the parent has to feed themselves um and um, save themselves in whatever way before they can feed and save their child in order for them to both survive the longest yeah, i just got heavy real quick well well i'm just like i never really thought about that i was like if i if i was in a plane that's so, going down with my kid i would definitely like your, your instinct is to go straight to the kid 
Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. it's the wrong intuition. Yeah. Um, and when you want to help your client, your client is your baby. Yeah, that's right. actually a really great analogy. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> no, well, yeah. it's, well, I like I to think of now, things but... in such an extreme way that it has to apply to all the other simpler things. And a client is is a baby, you know? Like, it is your baby, quote-unquote. It's your child. You're supposed to take Help care them, of that yeah. child. Yep. Um, and they're supposed to depend on you. That's yeah. client, yep. you know, business relationship sure. or whatever. So... I don't know. That's that's what you're saying. Um, yeah, you, you got to do what's good for you yeah. first. So yeah, if you're gonna, you know, I could say, yeah, you know, NASA calls me up tomorrow and says they want me to scan and reverse engineer some, yeah. you know, rocket engine parts. I'm sure they won't because they got plenty plenty of good guys for this. Yeah. But if they did, yeah. I'd be like, hell no. There's no oh, way. Oh, you just gonna yeah. handle the stress and the specs. And well, stuff. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we'll say it's just I'll say, say yeah. that my scanner. You know, can do up to X tolerance, and you're, you know, mm-hmm. launching a rocket to the moon, and it's going to be out of that. Like, it's going to be on you. Of course, I would love to have that NASA money. Yeah. And I would love to be able to say, like, hey, I worked on a NASA project. Um, You'd but, have to UL yourself for that. But yeah, at this point, there's just no way. Like, yeah. you could you, say that you just got, you know, some, you know, new intern in their purchasing department, and he didn't know any better, and he was willing to cut you a check for a million dollars right now because they needed it tomorrow. Yeah. Like, you could say yes to that, but you'd regret it every day of your life afterwards when a rocket blew up, (laughs) you know, or something like that. Right. Yeah. As the extreme example, to set the stage for how do you, like, accept or decline clients is you, at some point, maybe earlier on in your kind of, like, phase of of making your products or whatever, you discover that at some point. Did you feel you overshot your... Are you, uh... uh well you know it, it's one of those things where um there's been a couple of projects early on where i said yes to them uh, but it was the first time that i had done that sort of thing right. and that's not it's not to say that you shouldn't do something new you shouldn't try something new yeah um but early on you know i had a limited number of clients and if a you know if a return client i mean those are those are the lifeblood of you know you oh, coming course. up is having somebody coming back to you for something you know oh, yeah. it's a lot easier um, and just better for both parties if they already like the experience before and they're coming back to you yeah. so you want to say yes to everything especially then when you're like you're a good customer and right. you know we want to do whatever we can for you hmm. um, but there was definitely those, there was definitely right. one time where that I remember where it was like just really stressful where it was the first time it turned out okay I think. Um, I never really had too much feedback on it, which, you know, no feedback is good feedback sometimes. Um, but, you know, stepping outside my comfort zone, doing something new, um, without getting into too much of the details, you know, but, but, uh, I would say that it was definitely stressful just in terms of like, I knew, I knew that I could do it given enough time and expertise, you know, enough time and revisions and, and things like that. And I feel like I was pretty upfront about it. Um, just like to your clients. Yeah, and, it, yeah. in general it went okay, but I just remember that period alone being, it, it being a stressful time where I was just like, if I screw the pooch on this one, I'll lose a, a return customer that's come back to me multiple times before, you know, because it only takes one project to go bad, like really bad, for them to just cut you off forever. It's weird. I was just 
I, I had like a mini freak out moment earlier today with my wife and you know just kind of like talking about beer in the business like it's mm-hmm. a scary time for me you know mm-hmm. like um but I just said like I was kind of like I talked to her about the rational fear because I have you know I'm, I'm developing aside from the shop and art love collective like I've been developing like independent clients um with like translation work and artwork um, again independent of here kind of merging a little bit but still like they're just sort of my own growing so you consider your freelance artwork separate from the at this point i have so many small things i mean I, you know i do tutoring uh i do english tutoring and japanese people yep, yep. i have um i do translation and transcription work for my brother and um you know i just went to travel to do interpreting work like it's just yep. so much piecemeal and then working on some uh i showed you a few portraits mm-hmm. art portraits yep. so to me they're just money you know or, i mean like they're oh. they're skill you know what I mean? like I'm it's, just with you. It, as in they're equal you know not putting any of them down it's yeah you know, they're 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 things that i they're skills that i've used and i can apply them in sort of creative ways you know for all of them um but yeah, it's it's sort of like juggling that stuff. And anyway, my my freak yeah, out, what was the freak out? The freak yeah. out moment was the even though with my small small client base, which I'm sure yours is just like, and you you've had a steady stream, and I know you have like larger clients that need pretty important things. Like still in my sort of small base of clients, I I kind of like go like, oh god, like what if I miss you know these this person's deadlines too much and then they drop me and i could have had a few other projects that we already have lined up and mm-hmm. it's just like you know that was your freak out like just wearing like did you have like, and i'm not even plate? well and that's kind of like it's i mean i've been meeting every deadline you know and mm-hmm. that's that's just me yeah. that's my not ocd but my well you probably meet every de- you probably me. meet every deadline because you have that anxiety about exactly like people yeah, that don't have that anxiety people that don't have that that's anxiety true. i mean we've worked with those people before which is that's like, true why are you not concerned about yeah, this? this is due, this is due tomorrow like, not worried they're just not worried <laughs> and it's like are you still not worried that that's the because that, that's the well, that's that's definitely the difference between having a job and like running your own business too, like yeah. because that you have the luxury of being a little bit more carefree when you're just an employee that has the choice of just like ah, eh. <laughs> yeah, something will happen. But like <laughs> when you're when you're a small guy, you know, a small business, right. and you're just trying to build your clientele, it's like, yeah, one bad project, you lose, you know, say ten percent of your potential return. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. where I'm at, like. Um... It's I, I've never been more diversified, so really, I could see myself as being safe as long as everything's going. You know what I mean? Like, I, feel like I, I could lose one or two. Too. What's up? I feel like it could only get better too. Like with us being in the midst of Corona now, like I think of like yeah. I think of every success that either I or you have during this time, and I'm just like, well, how would just imagine what this would be like without you know people being locked down and stuff like the that. The push, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, we, well, we're, we're we keep the same level of hustle, yeah. but without yeah. the lockdown, I yeah. feel like. And we're know. both specifically answering to less necessary human contact, you know, less like physical, like manual labor, like you know, like um, 
not going into people's homes, you know. They're not coming. Yeah. I mean, you're bypassing like technology, basically. Like you're 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 a life hack for a lot of technology. Not technology, but at least like technology made gadgetry or gadgetry to help technology. Like a lot of my stuff is digital, right? Like so, a lot of my stuff can be handled almost completely through email and you know digital data exchange. The only difference, right? Sometimes, I mean, like, well, obviously the, the physical portion of mine is like somebody needs to s- send me a physical object to scan yeah. or reverse engineer or, you Well, know, that's just stuff. the thing. That's the, that's the step to the reality, yeah. or that's the portal from yeah. reality to digital, and then it's digi- digified or digitized. Digitized, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, but from <laughs> there on, it's all digital. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and, I only need like a you know a ten minute yeah. you know face to face to hand off parts or deliver printed samples or something like that. Right. But other than that, it's it's all mostly uh, you're not in my shop or whatever or yeah. something like that. And my stuff like translation work, artwork, all this stuff is, and you know even my artwork, a lot of it's digitized so it could be printed. It could be reproduced perfectly, you know, um, but. Because we're part of that, I think that's part of at least what you're saying is like we have like an we kind of have an assurance with this COVID or like we're we're sort of like we're rolling with the punches of COVID. I mean, not that it's a blessing, but like we're making the most out of whatever this is. Yeah, <laughs> not I like, a blessing, but whatever this is, yeah. we're making the most of it. I like to think yeah. that like any success that I'm having during COVID. Multiply that by at least two for if we were out of COVID. So I'm hoping that in, you know, God willing, oh, half a year. Oh, because if we're whatever. going decent now, exactly. it should be more. Exactly. Later. I mean, this I is agree. this yeah. is objectively like the hardest time in recent history right. for a small business. Could you imagine? Yeah, you're right. starting a small business. You, I mean, I just yeah, started a small right. business two years ago, and I really only ramped up to where it was a major part of my life a year ago. Um, you know, to where it was taking up, you know, some major amount of my own time. Right. And, and you know, you're starting it up, you know, at least, signing your lease. But I have been, you know, to be know, fair, so. it's been easier. So it hasn't been so independent, but I've been freelance for a few years. That's true. That's so, true. So, I mean, I, that's true. But they're like large, long term clients. So it's kind of been like freelance out of your home and freelance out of a location like this, though, is two completely different things. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then it's, no. uh, you know, you're just getting into it, I guess, in terms of the, the responsibility of that. But, right. you know, if you can thrive in this environment. Yeah. yeah. And we live, I mean, not we live, we're stationed at a good spot. Um, I think we talked about this last time, too, but uh, we're near downtown Gahanna, so it's, uh, it's, For sure, yeah. it's got a lot of business. It's got a lot of old business mixed in with pretty nice, trendy business. Like, People will travel here from, you know, maybe across a couple other uh, Columbus suburbs. That's the dry, yeah, like you got the dry cleaner right across the street. Dry cleaner? Have you seen the Glow Hut? Yeah, Glow Hut. Uh, I, I really want to try there. I want to try it's that. Cool. I've never been there before. It's I've, I've cool. done Glow Hut once before, but yeah. I wasn't ever there. It's a decent one. Yeah. And I remember it wasn't too priced. I mean, for what it is. Yeah. Um, I need to take the kids. But anyway, yeah, we're in a good, <laughs> we're in a good spot. Um, and you're right. Like once. It's like a nice sunny day. It was great today. And I mean, people had to have been walking all over Creekside today. Yeah, even with the kind of advisories and stuff. But yeah, getting out is important. Is that like getting outside? I agree. All that stuff. 
I vitamin mean, D from the sun and all that good you stuff. You have to keep moving. Um, Exercise, yeah, for sure. And you can't sure. really move in a stuffy, carpeted house, you know, like. Well, we're in Ohio, and we're going into winter. It's going to be indoors, close quarters for, you know, the next few months. So right. every nice weekend you have. We went to the park today. It was great. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, I mean, I'm, quite, I'm glad I had my freakout moment earlier because it kind of, it's funny because I'm not worried about what's going to happen, but I'm over, I feel overwhelmed and flooded, but um, there's, there are a lot of things. But do you have something coming up? Um, in terms of our Los Lagos stuff? Yeah, or, well, I mean, yeah. the, oh, it's overwhelmed like, this weekend. Yeah, I mean, really, and it's nothing to be fearful of because really the next big thing is starting the weekly classes. Oh, yeah, that starts this week, so, right? That's this week. Uh, let's see. Tuesday, Sunday is the sixth. So seven, eighth. Yeah, tomorrow's the sixth. Eighth, Tuesday, tenth, Thursday. Yep. Are gonna be so December. Um, by the time this comes out, I think we'll be too late anyway. To yeah, that's probably so true. But it doesn't matter. I'll just either way. It's gonna continue. Like it Tuesday, will continue. Thursday, right? It'll be every Tuesday and Thursday um, for a while. Um, so the fifteenth, seventeenth, twenty second, twenty fourth. Probably not Christmas Eve. <laughs> sure. Well, why not? No, maybe. It's all, it's it's all up to you, man. Remote. It's completely remote, and it's going to be Tuesdays, Thursdays, 6 p.m., 8 p.m. for the art classes, the master art classes. Uh, the first one's going to be a self-portrait. I have kits available, but really, it's whatever you have. Like, if you have paper, canvas, cardboard, um, I don't care. Um, well, you were just doing pencil, some art kits this week, too, right? That's I what I'm saying. I have art kits available at the shop. What's in those? There's a lot of things. Multiple pens and multiple um, drawing surfaces. So there's like uh, one fine tip Sharpie, black Sharpie, one regular Sharpie, one colored Sharpie, one colored paint marker, a black china marker, which is like a waxy crayon pencil. It's a good thing you said that because I was like, what's a china marker? <laughs> and a white china marker. Um, uh, and then there's a, new, a few sheets of newsprint, some colored paper, like a colored, a little thicker paper, and then some nice drawing paper. And they all have uh, two to three canvases. Most of them are black um, for the canvases. And I have, I have a light colored paint marker and the white china marker, so you'll be able to do the white on black, which is pretty popular now. Yeah, that's Chalk pretty board. unique. Like most normally, like canvases and stuff are, are white, right? Yes, that's what I'm in my head. I mean, they're they're a rare. It's kind of like a some people start out black, but to me, you know, why not? Like it's it's COVID. Things are turned upside down. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. it's not that you can't. It's just a different mode of thinking. And in fact, uh, just to plug myself a little, um, if you ever go to Title Boxing in Westerville, the title boxing club in Westerville, I am, I've been, um, I've now hit a year, I've hit my year anniversary of Dang. doing chalkboard drawings. There you go. Um, so chalkboard drawing is, you know, white chalk on black, or color and white on black. Um, and it's a different mode of thinking. Um, if you're an illustrator or whatever, um, I, it's great to flip your mind around because you still create light and dark, you know? You just 
start out with dark and carve in the light, you know, versus you shade in a dark uh, onto the light. Um, yeah, anyway. I remember my my brother's pretty artistic. I think I've talked about my brother in Pittsburgh. Yeah, like the design. The... Yeah, graphic design, graphic advertising. Design. I always remember that. I can't remember. You probably know this surface. I don't. But it was like a black sheet of paper um, that you could scratch out oh, the yeah. black and just expose the white underneath. Or was it like colored underneath? At least yeah, I've seen. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's like a black. It's a thick sheet bl- mm-hmm. sheet of black. You know, kind of like waxy. I right. don't know if it's waxy yeah. or what. But yeah. like, you, and you could scratch off the black and leave the right. white underneath. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, that was. I always liked that anything on that. It was always really cool to see. That. Just because yeah. of it, the opposite. Of, yeah. You know. It, yeah. I mean, that's the thing is, anything like that that um, forces you. To think another way um, can just spark creativity because anything looks weird, you know. And then you could sort of like you're free to explore. Um, there, there's sort of like a lot more newness to it. And um, and I also want people to like let go of. I, one of the things that I really want to emphasize in the art class and in, and in the Japanese class is really like I want to, I want to push society away from the idea of like perfectionism. I think we're like plagued by the idea of perfectionism, like whether it's through our Instagram posts or our grades or um, work status or whatever, a house size and shit. Like (laughs) there's so many things that we're just like, we're always as a society, we're needlessly obsessed about. Yeah. Yeah. When, but so like when I, present like art in Japanese the thing is immediately I'm sure there's a lot of people that have already like signed up for the classes that are already going I'm gonna conquer this or I will go home ashamed <laughs> like it's like why is it gotta be one or the other you know it's like can't you just like oh you know this might be kind of interesting yeah this might kind of change you know this might impact me in a good way like i might i might enjoy this this might yeah. be like, well that's kind of what we were talking about last time too where it was like not i mean it's a class yeah just pretty much because we have to call it a class for people to understand what we're doing but like it's it, it's really what you you're going to get out of it what yeah. you want to get out of yeah. it right like it's we're not going to give you a hey you gotta see i mean that's pick it up um i i don't i don't know if i talk too much i don't think i talk too much about my major um or my my grad studies uh last like the last episode but um i studied japanese pedagogy and you know pedagogical materials are just that like a textbook for example is like the most standard pedagogical material because it's a tool you and so that's it's like it's like really having like half the potion or something it can only be or it's like having the potion and a, and not having the wizard maybe it would be the better <laughs> way to put it because the potion the, the pedagogical material is magic but so like you are it's the wizard in this analogy right it's no the teacher is the well, you're the teacher well i know but i'm not <laughs> just referring to me any textbook ever and then any any potion ever and any wizard ever, right? And then any textbook ever, any teacher ever. Understood. You. That's kind of like what's almost 
what I'm realizing maybe is that's why the text doesn't have to be so perfect. Because mm -hmm. to make the class perfect, it takes that too. So, and you know, and this could be said in both things, in both in teaching and in textbook development. Um, if you focus too much on one thing, you're, you're not leaving it, you're not calculating 50% of it. So you're just, you're just, no matter how hard you try, you're only gonna develop 50%. So you might as well understand the other side and maybe like try to help that interaction. So anyway, with this class, I'm gonna do that. Um, but with the kind of like what I really wanna bring into the pedagogical aspect, like what you're saying is the, the, the tools are gonna be available, um, but we do want, I don't know. Yeah, we kind of like, we're gonna wanna just inspire like self-study. I mean, we're both yeah. self-study people. Like we, you 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 self-study all the time. Like you're you're always like looking up new ways to. I'm I'm looking That's at this I'm, nice mic stand. That's one of like the nicer products. Yeah, that's three D printed. No, that's what I. It's, uh, it's clearly yeah. like your filament. Like it's you know it's you. Don't, I don't know if you have a style or if it's it just always looks like that. But or it's your color. Like that's pretty simple. Here, yeah. I'll put it in the camera. Uh, that that base, that C-shaped base, he, he printed out, um, and I'm sure your your old one broke or something, and so you have to replace it or whatever. Yeah, my brother stole it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, when I got my mic back, it was uh, I needed a stand, so I was like, I was looking around, and every stand that I saw was like sixty bucks, and I was like, well, I have a three D printer right behind me, so <laughs> I mean, like, I looked online, and it was like I didn't design it or anything. I mean, you yeah. can find so many things. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, that's probably a, a good segue for a shameless self-plug, but sure. I mean, like, you can find uh, lots and lots of 3D models online that are ready to 3D print right away. Yeah. And there's lots of services around that you can use for it. Um, uh, I, I t tend to check those services and make sure that I'm beating them locally. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, you find a, a, a number of good places, like uh, thingiverse.com, uh, yegi.com, that's Y-E-G-G-I.com. I feel like that yegi.com is yeah. great. Like you should check it out. It, you can find, um, it, it's kind of like the, uh, I'm probably dating myself, but it's like the kayak.com or oh. the travelocity.com yeah. where it's okay. like, <clears throat> For 3D printing stuff? For 3D printing oh, stuff, okay. yeah. So like, you can, so, it, it, like searches, it searches searches all the popular places okay, yeah. like mymanyfactory.com. Oh, I see what you're saying. Or, it does or all the like Colts.com, yeah. Colts3D.com, yeah. where it searches multiple sites for the yeah. model that you're searching for. Yeah. Yeah. So if you, that's it's all like I did to find deck. this. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Creating yeah. a roller deck for you. No, that's really dating, but yeah. Well, <laughs> that's the, the image too, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, just living through. Yeah, yeah. So just I'm just re. Re-rolling, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like all I did was search, yeah, microphone stand, and yeah, it, it popped so right up. You, you yeah. study this stuff, like that's like that's just how you that's how you operate. That's how you have to do things. It's mostly out of necessity too, that's right? It's saying. like I have a I have a project. I need to figure out how to do something. Like, everything do that we've yeah. talked about, it's like none of the stuff we would be motivated to do if we somehow liked our job or felt <laughs> like you know what I mean or our you know you mean the day job the day job yeah. just the, the day job in general kind of like just the idea of buying into that that dream i don't know i don't know if it's a generational thing i don't know if it's something that worked before and doesn't work anymore or if it never really worked and this has always been the way to go 
I mean, there's. I think it worked before. I think back in the days that's when, like, when you stayed at a when you stayed at a place for not for 50, too long though. For fifty it's years. Modern. And oh, it only I think this is definitely a modern development. But yeah. I think that back in the day, like yeah. you know, in our parents' days, when you could stay at a company. Well, it, maybe it's probably more like grandfather's days, really. Yeah. But it's well, it, college was cheap. College was cheap, yeah. I mean, you could get, get right two out. Door, yeah. Two cars. Or even not go to college. college. Even not go to That's college. True. Just stay, you know, you yep. get in a factory job, you stay there for 50 years, you yep. work your way up, or you even don't work your way up, and, you know, you get a good retirement pension. Yep. So the company really took care of you. And I don't know if it, it was a lifetime image, deal. But it seems like it was more family and friends-ish back then. Like, it was eight you to would five. actually... That's the thing. I think yeah. it was like eight to five. Yeah. And, and they took care of you after that too. Like when you retired, you got your pension. Right. But nowadays, it's like no, it's salary work. It's not eight to five. It's right. eight to when I say you know work's done today. Yeah. And then if it and, and then when it's all said and done too, you better hope that you are contributing to your four hundred one k because we're not gonna help your old ass. Like it's yeah. it's really uh it's not the company being for you very much. And most of the time, you know, like everybody, like it's kind of like the office thing, like where everybody hates HR, right? You know, it's it, nobody likes their HR department. Why? Because HR doesn't work for you most of the time. Like, there's probably very few companies that the HR department's really there to help you. Um, so, you know, yeah. I think that everybody's at least or HR just reminds you how little the company does care. I mean, it's not like HR in and of itself. Right. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not like, hey, no, I think it's HR good. people. No, like, but, you got to do your job too. But, but like, it, I've met a lot of. They're well, just the window people. For, they're the window person for what the company, you know, that's the company. It's just they're the messenger, right? It's exactly. Like I've met a lot of I've met a lot of people in HR that are like really great people, but they have to be the most. Well, they don't even have to be. They they're just like I'm sorry, but the company policy is this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just. <laughs> but anyways, I think that a lot of people are onto that, and you know, and then you kind of divide into groups, right? There's some people that are just like, well, I guess that's the way it is. My company doesn't care about me, but mm-hmm. you know, I I like the idea of having a salary and and you know being safe that way it's, and that's totally okay i mean probably 90 percent of people do that right like now our market our demographic for the classes is going to be those those of us that are we're self-motivated right i don't think we want people that aren't so self-motivated um but for the ones that are self-motivated self-motivated too I don't know about that. I don't think that's what <laughs> no. I'm trying to teach. I, I, I'm, no, that's true. I'm not that's saying true. This you can't teach self-motivation, but I'm not so into teaching that. I'm, I, I'd rather just attract people that are even weakly self-motivated. I'll take a weakly self-motivated versus a strongly non-self-motivated. Somebody know, that's maybe. able to be inspired. I think that would sure. be the same thing, right? Yeah. Like if and I get inspired if by slow at it, I'll, I'll take I, I'll take slow and steady anytime as a student i've worked with a lot of slow and steady um they can show great results with, after a long time um but yeah um and speaking of which on your tuesday thing or tuesday and thursday yes. is there do you already have like what you're going to be drawing or painting or something decided i have the self-portrait figured out for the first one um and self-portrait i self-portrait figured... as in they're going to do their own self-portrait yes so i feel like that's kind of ambitious right Maybe That's, it's just me. Oh, really? Uh, so I would feel a little bit. Amazed. When's the last art class you took? High school. What? what yeah. Grade? Huh? What grade? Grade. Uh, just a ten. Okay. So what did you do the first 
Do you remember what your first lesson was? Because honestly, it might have been a self-portrait. especially. If I definitely did a self-portrait. I yeah. remember doing a self-portrait. Okay. And actually, I remember doing a self-portrait in middle school, yeah. for sure. So, well, first of all, it, it, you might think of it... Looks horrible. It's, it is going to be, not, not that it's limited to adults, but it's pretty much an adult class, right? Yeah. It's just going to be a, it's just going to be Zoom. Like, literally, anyone with an email and they can pay me on PayPal... I don't care if you're if you're a gifted seven-year-old then you know come on you do your self-portrait you pay the 40 bucks um but i i don't think a self-portrait has to be considered ambitious i think it's it's for what i kind of like want to have a window into or what i want to provide a window into that's going to be part of the basics because that's the first I'm just going to assume for a lot of people, at least in a serious sense, it's going to be the first human head they're trying to convey, right? It might as well be your own. That's yeah. the most... <laughs> I guess that's true. You know, it's the most... It's if you not, have a mirror, you can get it from all angles yeah. and stuff, right? And these days, oh, literally... Oh, yeah, selfie, selfie mode. <laughs> self... How many people... I mean, okay, there are a lot of people that out there that don't take selfies, but... I think a lot of people know how to check themselves on their phone. Yeah, yeah. There's near. I mean, some people literally have mirror apps, but just putting it on camera. There's a mirror app. There are. Mirror Why would that apps. make sense? Why well, would that make sense? I know Why there used to be. Camera. Yeah, but maybe there's nothing else. You know I don't what know. Mean? <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm not that vain. I've never seen a mirror app. I'm just. I'm. I'm sure there's vainer things than that. You know, like the self makeup app. I don't oh, know. for like, sure. I don't yeah. even know. I don't know if that's vain or just. Um, in denial, I guess. <laughs> but, but, uh. So, self portrait. Self portrait. So, Tuesday, Tuesday self portrait, and Thursday. I'm thinking something for the else? first week. I, I'm still developing. Continue it. the self portrait. I'm thinking in one week, the, the Tuesday and Thursday. Because it's an hour class, class, right? It's a two hour class. Two hour class. Yes. All right. So, you no. self portrait, you can get the bonus of that. Yes. Yeah. And if someone comes in, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking right now per week, and I'll, and I'll put a disclaimer so people that do sign up twice in the same week, they know this. I want to do the same class one week, and then like the next week, do oh, the same yeah. thing. That so makes kind sense. of like get a, people a chance to get into the Tuesday or Thursday. Yeah. Like, I would imagine people would have one available. Yeah. Um, and then the Japanese is going to be Saturday, which um, as the... Uh, so Tony and I have a friend, Ono-san. Um, he's a he lives in Japan. He's been to the states before, but um, he's kind of gonna. Be, and I, we might have talked about this in the first episode too, but we're developing that class so uh, we could remote him in. And yeah. in fact, for the first lesson, he said he's gonna be camping, and he'll but he'll have you know, 10 to 20 minutes to talk, maybe. Oh, he's going to be camping? Yeah, he's <laughs> going to be camping, and I'm like, that's even more perfect. Like, why Natural don't we just... setting. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, so this is something maybe almost to, like, help people connect themselves back to reality through technology is I feel like, I feel like there's two ways you can kind of, like, utilize technology, or two big ways, at least. One is to go further into your own mind. Like, 
in a bad way, like that rabbit hole, like you just, you isolate yourself more and more, you know? You kind of like dwindle into this like digital oblivion versus using like communication technology to connect with people better. And again, you know, there's a lot of ways you can use it, but I want to provide with the class, even though it's all going to be remote, I, I want it to have that sort of... For now. For now. Yeah. But right. Hopefully one day you'll get to see some people in person uh, again. You know. Get that physical. As experience. my mother-in-law says, <laughs> hope's not a strategy. Oh. Yeah, right? Man, how uplifting. <laughs> well, <laughs> she... Uh, I. It's not that she experienced the uh, the devastating, like, 20s and stuff, but her, her parents did, and... You know, yeah. I, I think those those sayings are there for a reason. It's sure. been a hundred years, but we're we're hitting that de- that kind of depression era, and like we were talking about earlier, um, you know, printing money isn't making money or whatever. It's not generating money. It's just um, that was offline discussion. But it yeah. was offline. <laughs> I know, but we were talking about it. Yep, yep, we were. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, so I want our classes to be kind of like a life hack into art in Japanese. I don't want it to be stressful. I want it to be, I want us to be available as a tool. And because pedagogically, you know, the text is the tool, it's going to be up to the student. You know, in, in this case, like you could think of the student as the final, you know, final piece to the Philosopher's Stone or whatever that's that's what it requires for the alchemical process of learning is not just the text and the class and like the live video um, but also like the students engagement and we'll have up to four students so i really want to try to create a group dynamic too i i want it to be i know personally i cannot learn if i sit through a two-hour class and i can't fucking talk I'm not learning. Like mm-hmm. I just stopped yeah. learning after 15 minutes. Maybe, maybe 15 minutes. Yeah. If it's lecture mode, forget about it. <laughs> How many lectures do you pay attention to? Past. Well, you need that interaction. 45 minutes is pretty much. Because you'll do this through Skype. Lecture. Uh, Zoom. Zoom. Yeah. Zoom. So yeah, you It'll open mics basically like. Well, you can, um, you can open your mic or whatever and ask yeah, a question. Yeah, we're going to do um, students on mute unless, um, I don't know if there's hand raising. I think there is. I okay. There, well, there is at least on like, I know, well, I've seen like WebEx. I'll have to figure like that. that out. I'm um, sure Zoom's got that by now. Yeah, I want to kind of do hand raising. Um, but shoot, I don't know. Shoot a message, whatever. But I, who knows? If I mean, especially if it's a small group, like. This is the first one, too, so it's yeah. like figure it out. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the first class is free, so there's no reason not to show up to the first class. Yeah, yeah, I would say. Yeah, and uh, it so like if there's you a need... coupon code on Eventbrite. That's how we're doing it, by the way. I, yeah, in man. fact, I didn't plug know that, that since last. Yeah, I I need to I need to look at my own Eventbrite just to be open and honest. It doesn't even <laughs> matter because this podcast is going to be aired later, probably. Um, we gotta get on that. We're gonna write. I out. do have. There is an Eventbrite made, and. Um, anyone who signs up for the classes, I do have a few people signed up for the email. I think there's six for the art and five for Japanese. Um, but I'm going to send anyone, anyone I send an email to that signs up. Um, and that email is m 
uh, Amazon Michael L E A five one three at gmail.com. That's my email. Um, if you send me an email, say you want Japanese art class, I'll give you a coupon code towards the Eventbrite, and you get the first class free. Um, for the art class, if you want to buy the art kit, it's available for $15. I guarantee it's worth more than that. It's just piecemeal together. Um, but, and you know, they're not all like top notch, like super hangable stuff, but you're not going to get top notch, super hangable stuff and good materials for 15 bucks. Anyway. Yeah, it's a starter kit, right? And, to, yeah. Yeah, it's made to, made to not be. Yeah. But yeah, all six of them over. have the, yeah, they have slightly different color variations, but they have all the same elements. And I, I specifically picked them too, to be kind of not exactly the thing you might be used to, um, even as maybe a traditional artist. Like white china marker on uh, black canvas, you know, a lot of experienced artists I mean, like, I've never done that. Yeah, for sure. Sounds kind of fun, you know? Do skeletons on it? Like, it's funny because you realize some things are all of a sudden a lot easier to draw. Skeletons are hard to draw. I guess that's true. Yeah, paper. it would be really easy to draw. Well, like, relatively easy. Yeah. yeah. Well, you just have to worry about filling in white, and a skeleton is pure white with a bunch of, you know, lines or uh, negative space. Mm -hmm. So the black knight space, or, you know, you do. Um, you know, like moon images or, um, yeah, there's just, yeah. and just, and lettering is different, you know, um, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, and also to piggyback on your contact information, Yes. exciting development. We upgraded the website yeah. over the past couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, so we're still working on it, but it looks a lot better. Um, and if you go to the About Us page on artlovecollective.com, um, down at the bottom of the page, <clears throat> there's a contact us uh, field where you can put in your name, email, and a message. And so same thing that you were saying before about, you know, send it to your Gmail. This will go straight to us, um, and we'll get you set up with that same offer. Yeah. Um, and also, I wanted to extend kind of a, an invitation out to all the listeners. Um, you know, we are trying to build the shop. I'm realizing now we don't have to limit ourselves to the products in the shop because of what we're doing on the website. We're uh, photo documenting all our products and then we're categorizing them with, um, you know, the size of the piece, the material, the price, um, the name of the piece, whatever, all that stuff. Um, but we want to really make it easy um, for people that aren't able to come to the shop um, or if they want to come later but check out the shop first before coming here to view all our products. Just yeah. like you can go shopping at Aldi, you yeah. know, with a one click or whatever, the, the, whatever various click pickup services that everywhere is off, you know, grocery stores are offering. We're, you know, like we're starting out we'll as a business. We'll do curbside pickup. Yeah, whatever. curbside pickup. That's what it is. <laughs> uh, but you know, we're, we're going to, and, um, even though our shops, it's pretty small, um, <clears throat> we do want to extend, you know, our kind of like art, um, the variety of art. Like I think we're all we're really open to having different art here. And even if we can't necessarily carry it in the shop, you know, if you contact us, you have some artwork. Um, we're really open about things, and in fact, we're we're inviting a more sort of bold 
um, daring art almost, you know, like especially like high tech art, just anything that's like innovative and different. Um, you know, we're not looking for offensive, but we, we like bold. Um, you know, we invite any any listeners to um, you know contact us if if you have some artwork and um, the deal I give here is um, if you if you care if I carry you your work here and if you sell. Um, but first of all, there's no charge just for, um, you know, having your stuff here, which places will charge you just for, oh, for sure. taking yeah. up space. Yeah, if you do an Etsy or whatever, you know, you're that, paying yeah. just to have every listing, right? Exactly. And in fact, we're going to be, um, you know, like kind of a private Etsy. I mean, we're going to have our own sort of e-commerce on our, on our website. Yeah, local to the website. Yeah. Um, and but anyway, um, you, so if you sell something as a vendor, you get 70% of it. Um, Which is amazing. I think it's good. Oh, I think it's very good. Um, and then 20% goes to sales. So uh, I'm also <laughs> extending an invite for anyone um, looking to help watch the shop. Um, I'm willing to um, give a 20% commission on sales. We could always work that out and um, do like a sort of like an application process for that. Um, and then I take the 10%. And you know, if I sell my own stuff, I get everything because I'm the I'm the art, I'm the sales, and I'm the store. So you know, kind of keeps me motivated to sell my own stuff here. Um, but it, yeah, anything. But so you're a you minor, yeah, you're a minor percentage too of what's in the shop too. I mean, yeah. it's a it's a great mix of people. We have fifteen vendors. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, what, is it really fifteen vendors? 15, yep. Because yeah. I had to count them up and. That's a, that's crazy. I, yeah. I mean, I I mean, you see a lot of the regulars that, are, especially people that either are renting space from you here, right, or you know, are just always at the events. Yeah. Um, but I didn't realize that there was fifteen. I would have thought that there was maybe like six or something, seven. Yeah, but some of them only have a couple or so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, the thing is, if you have stuff, and the thing is, we got, we have paintings and drawings, and then we also have photos, mm -hmm. pottery, jewelry origami 3d printed stuff. 3d printing lots lots of 3d printed plastic parts yeah where else and where else could i show that i, I can't mean, think i can't think of a single yeah. place in columbus that I, that i could go to and be like hey that's I, not yeah that's too commercial that well yeah that i mean like what am i gonna do go yeah. to meyer and say yeah. like hey i make 3d printed you know original <laughs> stuff it just <laughs> yeah, doesn't do that no um so i think for a lot of the audience um i'm just gonna assume because we're called Art Love Collective, I could just imagine the type of people it would invite to um, listen, people that love art, you know, and people that are in the community. Like to me, it's pretty obvious. So I would imagine a lot of our listeners are artists, are creative, are interested in becoming creative and, and, and um, you know, coming up with products. Like we'd love to carry you. Um, we'd love to kind of, you know, it would help us make money. It would help make you a lot of money real quick if, if you have good stuff and people buy it, you know. I can't control the economy, but I can control the shop, you know, or yeah. we, can, we can all contribute to, like, the, the well-being of the shop. And um, Well, and that's a great time, too, because you can kind of start, you can kind of start that discussion, yeah. um, figure out what you want to do, what you want to be putting into the shop, and, you know, work throughout the winter to kind of refine exactly what you want to do. Exactly. And then when we fire up in the spring with more events, like, I can only imagine, as, as well as some of the events went in late fall, 
you know, once we get into spring and it starts getting warmer and hopefully COVID's starting on the downturn and people yeah. are wanting to go out to events, I think that the spring events will go really well. Right. Um, and to have some fresh artwork in there is going to be great for everybody. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah. And uh, you're right. Uh, yeah. It's spring might be great, but you're right about the winter. Um, I'm kind of. I'm looking forward to sort of hunkering down to bear mode, you know, hibernation <laughs> mode. Honestly, there like ain't it's, no bear mode in small business. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but because uh, there's there's a lot to do, but I feel like there's it's like a slow broil kind of like um, I don't. Good I'm not trying. To, I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel. But I'm trying to present a, a simple thing. So I'm trying to present simple things in a really holistic way that invites a lot of participation and keeps a, a big distance, a social distance. I'm really, um, you know, I think you and I are problem solvers, and I think we're almost purist, pure, like almost purist in that way. Like we, that's something we're. I think another thing that we have in common is we see things as problems and then we see the solutions and it's just like, it's just a matter of getting to that solution. Like that's <laughs> it. And, um, I think a lot of the problem solving of COVID and how we're affected and then like running a business, like, I think that's the, like, that's what we're tying together. Um, yeah. So let's, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I guess we're at about an hour. Do you want to keep yeah. going or do you want no, to call I think, it? Dude. I think that was good. Yeah. Yeah. We got, we, we talked about essentialism and we were able to talk about the business more. Um, about the website. We talked about yeah. your upcoming lessons. Yes. I think that that's probably a pretty good spot. Yes. So I guess we'll just uh, call it quits for tonight. And yeah. any last words? Um, no, keep listening. We'll keep, <laughs> we'll keep adding more. We're just going to keep doing this. Yeah, uh, we're set up better. This is set up. This is for the first time we're in. It's this... got really good acoustics, I think. Yeah, I think this or, worked out a lot better than... from the first time. So right. first, the first episode, we were downstairs in the shop, yeah. kind of on a little fold-out table. And then this time, you know, we're set up. We have, I, I don't know if we'll be, get this out or not, but we have video. Yeah. Um, we got a better setup. We're actually in the space that I'm renting out for Michael. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited to start that. And. Yeah. Uh, you know, right across the hall, we got another couple of artists in the other studio space. Uh, I've never really considered myself an artist, but, um, you know, I keep on getting... I don't know get, why you say that. I keep on getting and literally, into the art. <laughs> I can't, we're going to have to, like, attach this, that, uh, the YouTube or whatever you have of that pig sumo wrestler <laughs> guy, because the Legend of Zelda inspiration or whatever... Um, because I don't know how you can not call yourself an artist. I know you said you never were, but still, <laughs> like you're, there's some artist that's always been in you. Well, if we don't clearly. get it, if we don't get it up, um, if you go to sketchfab.com, so sketchfab.com, um, and search for protocept, P-R-O-T-O-S-E-P-T, um, I have an account there that I, I, you know, I sell my 3D models and I also just, you know, they're open for Did display. Did you say S-E-P-T? Proto C E P T. Oh, sorry. Did I say S? Sorry to stop C you. Sorry. Proto P R O T O C E P T. Yeah, like concept. Yeah, concept, but proto. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
right, sorry if I said no, no, this. No, no, no. Uh, but yeah, you can see all of my 3D models, like my portfolio there. Yeah, um, yeah. I also sell the stuff there, but you know, you can view everything for free. It's That's no cool stuff. And I don't know how you can say you're not artistic, or like you can guess, no longer say that. I feel like I, I guess need to when, take that away. It's like I don't. You can't say that. I anymore. guess when you consider that, like I spent probably like I'd say conservatively 10 hours, you know, hand sculpting out a pig monster. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's for, kind of artistic. <laughs> to me, and it was for pure pleasure. I mean, like, it looks pleasure. so fun. I mean, and, and it might become a product or whatever, but still, it looks so fun. Like, it's it's not it's not constricted. It's not like, oh, like, I'm trying to yeah. do this. It's like, no, it's like, oh, yeah. Like, you've been studying this stuff. <laughs> like, I don't even... I well, don't maybe, maybe, maybe you artists around here will slowly convert me to your ways. Yeah, I need you to convert me to understanding that <laughs> stuff because I am behind on the digital modeling stuff. <laughs> Pixar would never consider me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess this is a good place to stop it. Yep. We kind of rambled on for a while. So um, thanks for having me again. Yeah. I guess not. it's slowly becoming like a co-hosting situation. <laughs> but, um, you know, whatever. I like talking. It's easy yeah. to talk. So. Yeah, cool. All right. Well, I guess we'll see everybody back yep. next week. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. See you guys later. All right. Bye. Peace out.